everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey there. Welcome to episode 99 of Hop Culture. Who knew we'd be seeing episode 99 when this all began? Uh, Actually, seeing as we quit the podcast after our first five episodes and didn't restart for six months, I'd say we definitely didn't see it coming, but (laughs) we couldn't be happier to be here. And thanks so much to everyone for continuing to tune in. The life of this podcast pretty much depends on the fact that we are okay with sharing some of our weirdest quirks with you all. As everybody knows, I was served breakfast in bed for the first 10 years of my life (laughs) and has an irrational fear of hot air balloons. And Claire asked our dad to tell her bedtime stories about diseases and poisons as a small child. And Grace, well, we could spend an entire episode on Grace's idiosyncrasies. Grace, have we talked about ironing money and shaving soap on the pod? I don't think we've talked about these because it came up when mom was here and she was like, you have to mention shaving soap. It was a classic Grace hobby. I feel like there's no there's no way you guys haven't roasted me about this on the pod, but maybe I will give a brief explanation. So the ironing money was just I loved money. I loved it to be crisp. (laughs) I liked it to be just beautiful in my little safe. So that was ironing money. As far as shaving soap goes, it was just a fun hobby. You take a bar of soap and you there, there used to be these – I honestly, I don't really know what they're for. I think they're supposed to be like maybe brick separators for Legos or something like that. But there are these long, thin, like one by ten pieces of Lego that had these little ridges on them. And I would use that to, I don't know, just saw a bar of soap into shavings. And That's I collected it in a use. big jar. In a big – yeah, plastic jar. That was it. That was my shaving soap collection. Grace has always enjoyed – like nowadays, it's very trendy to have like sensory bins for children, mm-hmm. sensory play. I don't really know what it does for the child, but it's imperative, apparently. Um, I can tell you that in the year 2000, people didn't consider that a sensory toy. Mm-hmm. They just considered you a freak, which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing is that now there's so much soap ASMR that. Grace really was just ahead of her time. She really was. Yeah, Thank in you. many ways. Yeah. She she was a sensory bin kid. She had to create her own sensory bin. Mm-hmm. Basically. I knew what was good fact. for me. Mm-hmm. I knew what was good for me. Um so we know about Anne's irrational fear of hot air balloons, but we recently discovered she's <laughs> so excited about blimps. And oh yes. You, I need you on the record to explain why hot air balloons are bad and blimps are amazing to you. You love blimps. Okay, for one thing, blimps are a little bit further away. (laughs) So you're not confronted with the blimp the way that you are with a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon, I feel like there's just not a lot of control there. Like, they're kind of just going wherever the wind may take them. I mean, we've all seen the videos. They're 
they're not safe. No one should be. We've in seen there. bad videos of blimps too. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like blimps what have a great track record. What bad videos have you seen of a blimp, Claire? The Hindenburg. <laughs> okay, inside <laughs> the Hindenburg. Yeah. Name one famous hot air balloon gone wrong. It doesn't have to be famous. They're so <laughs> they common. That's names. why it's not famous. <laughs> I guess I, I can understand that. Like you don't mind blimps, but you're scared of hot air balloons. But you guys should have seen her when she spotted a blimp. I've never seen Anne so excited. She told she tried to tell me there's only three blimps in the world. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong. Four out of twenty-five. But still, that's there's only twenty-five. That's, yeah, there's whoa. only twenty-five. You guys I'm, are I'm rare. actually pretty surprised of that. <laughs> and I think there are only like three Goodyear blimps in operation. So the fact that we have one of them right here in Ohio, right here is in a Ohio. pretty big deal. I didn't want to be, you know, a one-upper, but I was like, we can see that Goodyear blimp anytime over good old Lake Erie. You don't have to go to Florida for you a Goodyear blimp. You just have a Goodyear blimp or does yeah. it travel it's around? Goodyear's headquartered in Akron, so I assume one of them is okay. kind of like here to stay, but I don't is know. Is it just seen one here? flying over the state of Ohio? I don't know. I don't when really know what fly? the objective is. I don't know. Imagine being the pilot, and that's just kind of your deal. Like, <laughs> I feel you like they bring it out for around. events and stuff. Wikipedia Probably. said it's for advertising and for gathering sports footage, which yeah. seems oh, okay. Like it explained why there's only 25 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. That's very true. Um, well, enough about us and our you know weird quirks enigmatic behaviors. Today, we want the focus to be on you guys, the listeners. So especially your families. Um, So I've seen this question floating around social media and we thought it would be fun because the answers are always funny. But I feel like everyone kind of goes through the experience of, you know, living with either like roommates for the first time or getting married or kind of going out on your own and being exposed to people outside of your own immediate family, living with people outside of your own immediate family, and realizing that there are things that your family did that you thought were just totally normal. Um, And you find out that they actually were pretty unique and perhaps like a little strange. (laughs) Yeah. Like in our family, we tend to have like really big outbursts. Um, I would say all four of us are prone to the occasional angry like fit. rageful out for, yeah fit mm-hmm. and um, not as much not maybe. maybe and not as much and Anne right. also <sighs> I won't doesn't apologize much but Anne is always there rolling her eyes at whatever's happening but to her credit she doesn't need to apologize as often because she doesn't like react as strongly like, yeah I control yeah, my my emotions <laughs> um, I can't even some might fight say that. you suppress Um, (laughs) but anywho then afterwards uh it's common in this family to formally apologize (laughs) in front of everyone like immediately after we will come we'll come back from like storming off (laughs) like shamefully and have to issue like an apology to the whole family it's very formal and if it doesn't seem like the entire group has accepted your apology. <laughs> There's sort of a spiral thing where you're like, well, I feel like this is just what the family's going to think of me now. And everyone's just going to remember me that, and everyone has to sort of like 
cajole no. you into being happy again. <laughs> so true. Yes. And it's kind of manipulative because it's like, you don't mean it to be, but it's kind of like, well, I guess I'm just a bad person. And everyone has to be like, yeah. no, you're not. And it's like, I was the one that was wrong. And all yeah, this somehow happens like five to every- ten minutes after we yes. lost our temper. Somehow everyone who didn't have the outburst has to end up like apologizing to the person who had the outburst to just to mm-hmm. make them feel better. The formal apologies, I'm like crying because I never really thought it through, but <laughs> that is really probably very uncomfortable for the in-laws. <laughs> you've, uh, you've never thought it through? I've never thought about the fact that like, that's pretty, it is pretty intense. It's very tense. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then there's also in our family, I didn't realize that this was weird until I got married. And then I learned that this, not all families are like this, but we hate, hate being like in an audience where like some, one of the characters like comes down Mm -hmm. and is trying to get you to participate. Dancing through the aisles were like, we're like shaking and tense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being pulled out of the audience. I would guess there's a lot of people who don't want to be pulled out of the audience. Mm-hmm. But even the act of them walking through the aisles is like enough to just not want to go. And do you remember when we went to Cats with mom mm-hmm. and we were so scared that McCavity would come <laughs> through the aisles? Yes. <laughs> we had convinced ourselves that that was definitely going to happen. And we were in high school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We also really dislike clapping along to things. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say cheering, standing ovations, like anything like that, we're not huge on. Like, we will participate, but we're never going to be the first one out of our chairs. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. clapping along, I actually brought this up on my own Instagram over Christmas because I was at a performance with Molly, and it was a, a symphony. It was like a brass, I don't know what you'd call that, a brass group. (laughs) I don't think it's a symphony. But anyway, it was like a small performance of brass (laughs) instruments. I don't know what to call it. A brass band? A brass band. (laughs) Dave is going to be like disowning me because he played trombone his whole life. But uh, whatever you'd call that. And it was for kids, like elementary school students. And every song they would play, the kids would just start clapping along. And I was like, this is not appropriate behavior in like a nice, you know, like concert hall. I was getting secondhand stress like about like someone needs to tell these kids. I did see one mom like shaking her head and doing like a, you know, cut it out motion. And I was like, good for you, chaperone. (laughs) Like, But, you know, she was powerless to stop the whole room. And they were like off the beat. They were rushing faster and faster like as the piece was going. And I was like, I am sweating right now. Like I am so uncomfortable. I don't know why. I just hate when people clap along. They're never on beat. Mm -hmm. It's never asked for. Like the musicians, I feel like it's disrespectful to the musicians who are like performing. It's got to be confusing for them to have people like hurrying them along. Um, (laughs) Just any kind of audience participation of any kind we don't enjoy. I had quite a few people respond 
when I posted that and they were like, oh my gosh, I hate that too. And I was like, I'm glad I'm not just a bad sport. Or when it's worst is when it's dancers too. Mm -hmm. Like when we would do Irish dance, that's, I mean, people want to clap along with Celtic music, but it's like, I'm an eight year old who doesn't have great rhythm to begin with. (laughs) So like a fair, like you're at a fairground and just random passersby are like clapping out of beat. That's just like almost unkind, you know, like I just... (laughs) really hate it so much. (laughs) A little dramatic. (laughs) I know. Um, Okay. So let's enough about us. We're droning on and on here. We want to get to yours. So we asked you guys to share on Instagram some funny things that you grew up with and later realized were weird. So I haven't told everyone what these are. Um, I'm just going to introduce them and get everyone's reaction. Some of these I think are good ideas, honestly. So I think we'll be surprised by some of them. Um, So first of all, I'm going to go ahead and say there were a lot that talked about food. So I'm going to just kind of like rush through these quickly and see what you guys think. Um, Putting ketchup on tacos. Root beer floats were made with Rocky Road instead of vanilla ice cream. That's that's fine. Um, We eat ice cream out of a mug with a fork. (laughs) I'm okay with... I like using mugs for unexpected good. things. So the mug's okay. The fork is weird, but I I don't know why. I don't mind do if someone else mm-hmm. does it. I just don't want to have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have done that. And it's a it's I think it's for the sensory, I'm guessing this family oh. does it for like the sensory, you know, it's just nice the the ta- the tines, is that I what I think it's called? tines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just feels nice mm-hmm. when they're all cold. That's my guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining when you have pie and there's ice cream with it and you're like trying to scoop up the drips with like the side of your fork. <laughs> yeah. It's really like unsatisfying. That's what the mug's for. That's true. You just drink it. Do you think they drink oh, it at no. the end? Well, here's a little thing I do with my ice cream is let it sit out until it's almost drinkable. So gross. Oh. I could get behind the mug. Um, I do like to eat when I bring home a carton. I always have to eat like a melty spoonful off the top, like as soon as I bring it in the house, just because yeah, I like that melty. It. No, I wouldn't drink wouldn't it. Slurp it up. Okay, here's another one: eating blue cheese on wheat thins. That actually <laughs> sounds pretty good. I feel like it's, yeah, but it's it is so weird. Random. It is weird. Um, eating or dipping steamed broccoli in mayonnaise. Ew. Oh my uh, gosh! Oh. I feel like here's. Here's what I'll say. It sounds European because Europeans dip <laughs> no, all kinds no. of things in mayo. Well, it's a dressing to them. The steamed part doesn't. I think <laughs> if it were like a to them, I think it's a yeah. what authority. I think mayonnaise is literally says like dressing. I'm it. absolutely positive that there are places in the world where people would dip stuff just in they straight dip up in mayo. In Belgium, like those frites, they drip dip in mayo. But it's that's not like true. a salad. Like it is absolutely not, salad dressing. No, ninety percent of salads in the seventies were just mayonnaise on like broccoli and carrots and stuff. This is horrible. It it is a little off putting, but like I, if it was roasted, I would feel better about it. But mm-hmm. you know, the steamed, it's the steamed, it's the steamed aspect. Yeah, it's too much. The mush. idea of like little pieces of the head of the broccoli like getting left behind oh in the mayo oh. that's true I, just I, I would give it a try um <laughs> some of these some of these get worse i actually think this one sounds really good um putting grape jelly on grilled cheese 
I feel like that could be yummy because like cheese and fruit is a good combo generally. It's kind of like a Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. but like a less. But yeah, I, 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 don't like, I don't like Monte Cristos. So. Oh, wow. So no. um, and then this one's also about grilled cheese, grilling grilled cheese on waffle irons. That actually sounds really good. Mm. I've actually done That's that. smart idea. Mm-hmm. And was it and good? It, it wasn't for me, but I could see where it would be good. It seems like a lot of cleanup. Because it was really hard to clean up to the, clean. the waffle iron sat on my counter for probably two weeks because mm-hmm. I was just didn't want to clean it. Does anyone know how to clean a waffle iron? There's no good way. There's no good way. You feel like you're either not getting it thoroughly clean or you're going to like electrocute yourself. I always There's- end up immersing mm-hmm. the electrical parts in water. Mm-hmm. Oh, just oh. praying. <laughs> I mean, it's not plugged in. <laughs> it still feels like a bad idea. Um, cream cheese sandwiches. I would try it. I love yeah, cream cheese. That sounds good. Um, just plain. Just, just cream I, cheese? She said just cream cheese sandwiches. Oh my. I guess it's kind of like a sad I bagel. remember the cream cheese jelly roll-ups that mom made growing oh, up. Oh, those were delightful. Those were so good. Yeah. Yeah, those were great. Okay, this one made me laugh. Microwaving taco meat with no seasoning for dinner. <laughs> oh, that's real bad. Oh my. Wait. I'm confused. Like just ground beef? She said taco meat. I'm assuming she was referring to ground beef and they ate it in tacos, but like it was unseasoned oh, and just my- cooked in the microwave. Cooked in the microwave. I, I actually discovered that. that. I was looking at an old cookbook this weekend and I saw like this huge list of microwaving tips. Here's my theory. I think when microwaves first kind of became like mainstream, they were probably like an air fryer or like an instant pot would be to our generation where everyone took it like a little far and was like, this will replace your oven now, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like how to microwave like meats and like, it was like lay out chicken on a, on a, oh, a microwave you know, meat baking is dish. So bad. It's so bad. So I think that's probably like at some point was a thing that people <sighs> did. But I just don't know how you would not have it just be like a hunk of rubbery beef, you know, if you're microwaving like a whole thing of ground beef. I didn't season things in college. I didn't even know you should. So I what? relate to this, honestly. Really? Well, look not at really. You now. I know. I'm I'm working. I've come a long way. Um, okay, I think that was all of the food ones. So there were a lot of good food things. Um Yeah. It was a wild it was a wild ride. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get started with some of the other ones. So we probably won't get through all of these, but if you submitted one, thank you so much. They were very fun to read. Okay. I really like this one. Singing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas Eve. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that's really cute and like very pure. A lot of people do like a birthday. I've, I didn't know that was a thing until I was an adult, but I've seen families that do like a birthday cake or like... Their churches have like a birthday party for Jesus or something. I mean, it's cute. It just seems like mixing so many traditions <laughs> and like yeah. things together. But um, it's it's very cute to think of like a family doing that. Um, okay. Every meal was eaten on paper plates unless it was a holiday or we had company. Whoa. That sounds nice. That sounds yeah, great. That's smart. Yeah, I actually... I wish that we were in the 90s and people wouldn't judge you for using paper plates all the time because I would probably do that now yeah. if I, you know. Okay, I really like this one. <laughs> Saying words we weren't allowed to say like crap backwards. A bunch of park. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so I love that. I love euphemism, like family euphemisms mm-hmm. for things. Mm-hmm. I feel like every family has euphemisms that they use. Not even necessarily euphemisms in this case, but like I also love lore about what words people weren't allowed to say mm-hmm. in yeah. their families mm-hmm. because they're often like very inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could say crap, but mm-hmm. we... I I can't even bring myself to I was no. say, I was like, I'm like, say I can't. Say. I still Be, like we couldn't say B U T T. That's as far as I. That's can. as far as you'll go. <laughs> I don't know that we were necessarily allowed to say crap, but I think it was a. You know, mom. Couldn't it was say one it. that like our parents weren't <laughs> yeah, willing to give up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I love this one. I'm not going to tell you guys who this was, but I just want you to guess if you could maybe guess who it was. It says, having Thanksgiving dinner at a church building, literally thought everyone did that. Oh my gosh. That. I absolutely know which family this is. <laughs> yes. I love this. It was Jensen Fulmer Walker. <laughs> um, and sorry, Jensen, I hope you don't mind that we are like saying who it was. I don't think you'll, she'll care. But it's funny because... so. Where we grew up, not a lot of people had, like, a lot of extended family in Alaska, you know? I mean, some people did, but, like, it wasn't like, oh, everyone has all their cousins here. So the Fulmers were kind of, like, the main family we knew that had a lot of cousins around. And I was very jealous of, like, how fun it looked. But whenever I think of people having thanksgiving in a church that's who i think of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it you was guys, iconic yeah it was very <laughs> iconic and i know like some i've heard of people doing that but the only people i ever knew growing up that did that were the fulmers so it's just sort of a fulmer thing it, so, like, yeah it is i would never want to even like try to do that because it would seem mm-hmm. like i was copying or something you know so it's like that's their thing that's their deal it sounds really fun because then you can like play in the gym like right after mm-hmm. you eat. Mm-hmm. So, and as a kid, there's nothing more fun than like roving around a church building, like yeah. unattended. <laughs> it was so exciting for some reason. I always thought maybe I would discover like a secret room that like was built into the wall, like a closet or something, you know, but. <laughs> yes. Okay. No bedtime. Me and siblings were always sleep deprived from watching late night TV with parents. That one sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I feel like parents reach a point. I don't know, Tess, did you have a hard and fast bedtime? Not that I remember. Mm-hmm. I think when you're towards the end of the family, parents lose steam and they're just kind of like, <laughs> oh, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, I guess you should go to bed, you know, sort of a thing. And also they're on a later schedule because there's like older kids. So you're kind of just like along for the ride. Yeah, I remember being up very, very late. Uh, sometimes. Mom and dad knew that I was up that late, and sometimes they didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree. They just lose steam. But you turn out you turn out fine anyway. So I feel like we didn't really have a lot of rules in our house, other than not saying bad words and like getting good grades and stuff. But it wasn't like I don't know. We didn't have a lot of rules like oh, you can't take food out of the kitchen or you know like mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't remember any, like, household rules, really, or, like, hard and fast. We didn't have, like, a curfew, really. I was going to ask yeah. if any of you had curfews. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I sort of, like, as an adult, 
when there would be pointless rules at something. I like I chafe under rules because yeah, I just <laughs> we didn't have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes it sound I, like I don't know. Either. We were like a cool like exactly one of those like art hippie families <laughs> that you read about in books. Mm-hmm. Like our parents just trusted us and they like treated us like adults and respected us and like we turned out fine. I'm just kidding. I don't feel like that was. I just the case. they <laughs> had to like force me to get out of the house and socialize. Yeah. So I didn't need a curfew. Yeah, I never wanted really to be out late. So it just wasn't really a problem. Um, my rules were more like stop being like bratty and like disrespectful <laughs> 24-7. I do remember mom like she I'm surprised she didn't give me a curfew eventually because uh she would just beg me to please answer her texts. <laughs> It's not because I, I just, you know me, I'm so flighty and my mind just, I just never remembered to look at my phone. And so then I'd look at it at like one in the morning and be like, oh no, she doesn't know where I am. <laughs> Poor mom. Poor mom. Um, okay. This one I thought was interesting. Leaving butter out on the counter. What oh, do you guys yeah. think about this? Oh yeah. We did that growing up, and I feel like I know so many people that don't do that. Mm-hmm. It works in Alaska, but it's not a good – it doesn't work in a place that gets, like, warm in the summer. It doesn't work, but then if it's in the fridge, I mean, you there's no good solution. Yeah, there's no good solution. Yeah, you can no spread it on your toast mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we did that too. I And I mean, I don't know if she's referring to like literally just leaving it like out on the counter. I'm sure there was something like it was on a plate or something. We had a butter dish. So I mean, it was covered. But yeah, I did not know that people like a lot of people keep it in their fridge all the time until I was an adult. But I, I had one of those little like butter bell things, you know, that had become popular. What are they called? A butter crock? Where like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. put it in and then you turn it upside down and you put water in the bottom. And I liked it, but I didn't feel like it kept it any fresher than just having it in a butter dish either. You know, I don't think there's really – in the summer, I don't know a good solution really. So – I just – I have started keeping butter in my fridge, but maybe I'll I'll pull out like a quarter of a stick at a time and put it on a plate. Mm-hmm. But you I go through I it so fast. I won't touch it if it's turning translucent. When it turns translucent, it is bad news bears by that point. That's for oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I I still eat it unless it smells rancid. Do you it have you ever eaten limit. it when it's like crystallizing past yeah. the translucent point? Yeah. Ooh, oh. <laughs> if it doesn't smell rancid, I will eat it's it. It's rancid as soon as it starts turning translucent. No, what? That's not true. Grace you thought you couldn't drink your milk because it was a day before it's like it, by date. It expires within seven days of opening it, regardless of the expiration date. I guess where this are you is getting all your dairy you? facts? I feel yeah. like I, <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Fake, fake news. <laughs> just common sense. <laughs> okay, I thought this one was actually interesting. Rotating bedrooms every two years, and in parentheses, she wrote six kids slash four kid rooms. So I'm assuming that means amongst the six kids, every two years they rotated like who was sharing rooms and who was in what room, which I actually think 
is really an interesting idea because I would never think to do that. Like other than just if there's like a new baby or something and you're kind of like forced to move people around, but just as a matter of like, okay, every two years we're going to switch things up. But I can see like the logic because it's not really fair if certain kids get their own room like the entire time they're growing up and certain kids have to share. Mm -hmm. And maybe some combos like work better than others. And you're not going to find that out unless you like try it out, you know? So I actually think that's a good solution. Of the four of us, because like I shared with Grace when we were really little, like I barely remember it. And then Grace and Anne shared when we lived in our old house. But then when we moved, when Tess was born, we all had our own room. So we never really had like a big room sharing experience growing up, you know? Grace Mm -hmm. and I briefly shared rooms when we lived in our new house, but I Mm -hmm. think we We elected to share. Really? I don't remember that. My room was kind of like a playroom, I think, Mm -hmm. but we, I think we're too loud and staying up too late, maybe. Oh, (laughs) I do not remember that. My own room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've unofficially shared rooms with Claire and Tess, though, just out of fear of fear. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Grace never wanted anyone in her room. But yeah, mm-hmm. Anne was basically a de facto roommate for me for <laughs> it's several funny we're years. About this because I was just thinking the other day how it used to be like a dream of mine for Grace to like invite me into <gasps> her bed. Tess, yeah. that's so sad. I, no, I I totally would have for a little test it it for an older <laughs> sister of Claire it was like Stop being afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. But it's true. For a little I, guess. I remember begging Grace <laughs> to let me sleep in her bed when I would be scared sometimes. And like, maybe, I don't know, maybe Claire was in college. Was <laughs> Too old. <laughs> but I was so scared and Grace would never let me sleep in her bed. Everyone yeah, Grace so was just off limits. But I just had such a hard time falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs exactly. her space. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I respected it. I, I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if one day Grace just like had a whim, like on a whim, just one. That is heartbreaking. <laughs> sleep in her bed. Um, okay, last one. My parents are surprisingly unemotional with goodbyes. My husband was shocked the first time he saw my mom send us off after a visit for which we had traveled very far. She just said, bye, no intonation, no hug, no pomp and circumstance. His mother says goodbye to us for what feels like hours. Luckily, between the two of us, we have mastered the middle ground with our goodbyes. What I wouldn't give to be in that family. Yeah. I don't feel like our family is over the top with goodbyes. Compared to some? Yeah. Compared to some, but like, remember how we were just talking about how dramatic our family is with goodbyes where we're like, this may be the last time we see each other for a while. <laughs> and that, we are really that's every true. time it turns. It's like this dread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Every time feels like who knows when we'll all be back together again next. You know, like there is a lot of that, which I bet a lot of families do. But there is a lot of it. They always carries a lot of weight with the goodbye. That's I just wish true. I wish that hugging were not necessary. Anne gives notoriously bad hugs. They're so just like so half-hearted. Hollow. There's a little like 
pat pat with like a little there's mitt. a tiny pat i just yeah. don't understand All like of her that touches you yeah why i hands. why are we hugging we, we don't what do you mean hug? who's we you've never hugged me hello or goodbye ever <laughs> when we've like left and we're sisters i don't understand what do you think a hug is for i don't think you should just hug because you're saying goodbye like if i wouldn't hug you any other time why should i hug you because i'm saying goodbye to you well, luckily, the social landscape right now is very, like, anti-forced hugs. Like, you know, so I think you're in good company, thankfully, in today's day and age. When Ann and Matt were dropping me off at the airport in Florida, Matt was like, okay, like, why don't you, why don't you go out and, and give Grace a hug goodbye? And Ann and Anne was like, I'll get out, but I'm not giving her a hug. Oh, why would I give her a hug? I just spent a whole week with her, and I'm sure I'm going to see her again soon. Why would I give her a hug? It was funny, but it was also like I had kind of hoped that they would both stay in the car, and I could just be like, see ya, Mm -hmm. and just like close the trunk and just get out of there. that's what I Mm -hmm. thought. I I hate to say it. I think I'm the only person in our family, maybe, who wants like a long goodbye. Like even (laughs) mom mom tried to (laughs) escape. You want it? She... I do. I want there to be like some sentimentality. Oh, Tess. I want to cry if I need to. Mom tried to pull this last week. She was like, just have Luke take me and you just sleep. And so when you wake up, it'll just be like a normal day. And I was so mad at that idea. Like I wanted to take her to the airport and hug and cry and nobody else wants to do no one ever wants to do that what i like is mom and dad leave in the night i wake up the next morning remember that they're not there and cry in my bed alone for Mm -hmm. a few hours Mm -hmm. that's my style that's true Yeah, yeah i often feel like there's just so much pressure in a goodbye like even if i'm really sad like when i said goodbye to mom this last time of course i was very sad but like I wasn't crying, and I was like, I probably should cry. But it's like, you want to stay brave for mom? Yeah, I don't Mm want to make it, like, worse. I just don't – it's (sighs) – goodbyes are so stressful. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, they are a lot of pressure. I I like a hug hello from family, but I could do without a hug goodbye for Mm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a hug just gives a little closure of, like, we had a nice time. I don't know. I don't mind a goodbye hug in any situation. Friends, family – but the I do feel like the drawn out ones just make things harder for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like we're already sad. I hate goodbyes. So I kind of like an unsentimental one just because like Grace said, I would rather just sort of be sad on my own. But like having to keep like dragging out the sad feelings is is hard. But yeah, mom's big on the like, oh, don't take us. We'll just take an Uber. And I'm like, we're not, I'm not going to make you take an Uber when Mm -hmm. the airport's 20 minutes away. You know, like that's, that's totally ridiculous. But she, but I, but it is tempting just because it is less sad to say goodbye at night and then just be like, I don't have to start the day with sadness. Okay. Thanks so much for submitting these, you guys. They were so entertaining. And thanks so much for sharing the podcast with other people. We had a few of you tag us in posts and stories this week talking about the podcast, and it's seriously so helpful for spreading the word. You guys are the best. Let's wrap up with weekly wins. I think Anne and Grace should go last because they went to Florida, so (sighs) I know. Do you want to go first, Tess? Sure. Um, Well, obviously, my big win is 
mom came and it was the best. And it's also Lou's because she's already gone. And um, I just loved having her here. She she was my night nurse, <laughs> as I called her. <laughs> uh, and so I got like nice long stretches of sleep. And it was just so much fun. I missed her so much. Um, and then my other win is Walmart pants. I've found two in the last like couple of months. I found two really cute, flattering pairs of pants at Walmart. One is like these cute rust colored cargo kind of pants, but they're Ooh, like cute. Yeah, they're like cute. Like you would find, I don't know, they're just like cute, trendy pants. And then the other ones I just found today, I'm wearing them right now. They're like a cream jean that's just like a straight leg uh like cropped cream jean mm. from like levi's did a a, col- a collab with walmart and um anyway i just <laughs> my friends and i keep saying walmart is the new target and i think that's just to make ourselves feel better about the fact that we don't have a target but uh it is true walmart has some great pants so um, just don't forget to keep an eye out if you're doing your weekly shopping. Walmart's really stepping it up. Um, I agree. Every time I go there, I'm like, oh, I want to like linger, linger a little longer, as they say. <laughs> well, we all had an eventful week because we went down to visit Dave's brother's family and then his sister's family came up and met us up there or down there. Okay. Um, it was way fun. And I don't know, January is actually, I shouldn't speak too soon, but you know, it's notoriously kind of a dreary month most of the time. Right. But mm-hmm. we had mom visit last week and then we had a little trip this week and got to see more family. So I'm like, wow, it's already the 17th and it's been a pretty good month so far, you know? So, um, yeah, it was really fun. We saw family hung out. We ate good food. Um, I have a few things I'm going to mention on our next influenced episode that mm. I tried this weekend. So I don't want to, that's just a little teaser for everybody. Ooh. Well, Anna and I had a pretty big week as well because <laughs> we went to Florida. <laughs> we went to Florida and it's everyone's problem uh-huh. because <laughs> I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you may have caught our Instagram story, stories, plural. We had a lot of publics as usual. That's sort of our <laughs> our go-to. Um, I think we had publics every single day day. Good. And Anna and I were talking about how anytime we talk about going to Florida or like that we want to move to Florida, that people try to tell us, no, you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes us so mad because it's like, you don't know me. It's also like, do you know where we live now? Yeah. Like the coldest, desolate place (laughs) in in many ways. (laughs) It's brown. Cold. Yeah, I mean, I've been all over Florida at this point. I'm sure. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on Florida. So anyway, we had a great time. What would you say was a highlight, Anne? I think it was America's Test Kitchen. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> what? It wasn't. Our, <laughs> in our Airbnb, we all had a TV in our room, which was like so exciting. But for some reason... I couldn't change the channel or like change. 
<laughs> I couldn't change anything about what was playing on my TV. It was just America's Test Kitchen channel, nonstop episodes. And <laughs> I got really into it by the end, and I ordered the cookbook. It's ah! 23 years of recipes from their show. Wow. In one gigantic Whoa. cookbook for only like 30 bucks. Wow, you ordered Whoa. something off of like an on like a TV ad essentially? Like or was it you just Pretty went much. online? You didn't call like an 800 number. No, I got it on Amazon. <laughs> she was watching but. she wasn't watching ads for cuz she was <laughs> yeah, watching, I don't know. She was watching I assumed the at the show. end they would have one of those little ads. It's <laughs> That's like what she got really into. In three installments of 10.99. No. But I ended up like on Reddit, like learning about the drama behind the scenes. I just, I got really into it. So that was a highlight for me. One of my highlights was one night we were sitting out by the pool and I was talking to, Anne was inside. So I was just like talking to Matt about something (laughs) and Anne came out and deemed our conversation topic boring. And so I started talking to Anne about something and Matt immediately like just tuned out. And I was like, oh, like, sorry, Matt. So I tried to like, I started talking about something that had interested me and Matt and Anne immediately like took her phone out. And then I tried to go back to Anne (laughs) and Matt would just like not even face us. Like he's just facing a different direction. It is impossible to talk to the two. They will not, neither one of them will engage in conversation unless it personally interests them. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) and they together, they love to scheme and dream. Like yeah. about their future, but yeah, it's we like- have plenty to talk about <laughs> together. But it doesn't include other people, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. And then I was like, so then it was just a silent. And then I tried to leave, and they were like, "What, Grace? Don't go!" Like as if it's like, oh, it's typical Grace just hiding in a room. But I was like, we, "Give me." No one said that. I know that was me. That was me just projecting, projecting, projecting. my insecurities. It was impossible. And I still have no idea what I could come up with to say that would interest the two of them. Let's make that our next goal is thinking of like subjects that they both would like that we could all talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll think of some. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.